You know, last week we, uh, we introduced an idea um, that we called the first impressions from house to home, um, Christmas year-end gift, if you will. And um, the idea is that, you know, your house really is, is a house and it really starts feeling like a home when you start putting some decorations on the wall. And as amazing as our building is and looks and, and all of that stuff, especially with all the Christmas stuff up right now, uh, it's really going to be something to be able to, to put some things on the walls when all of this stuff comes down in January and, uh, and to be able to kind of enhance the culture of who we are at Connect Church and, and you know, more importantly, to make people feel welcome and, and at home. And so that uh, started this past Tuesday on Giving Tuesday, and the response has been amazing. And so for those of you that were already able to be a part of that and to give toward that, thank you uh, so much. And we're going to continue to give opportunities uh, for you to give toward that uh, throughout the month. And today, at the end of the service, we will have a box at the back that is designated just for that. So if you're able to, uh, to throw a few bucks in there on your way out uh, to help us uh, put some, some more things on the wall and to help continue to create the culture here at Connect Church, uh, we would really appreciate that. And I know God is going to use it to help us to reach more people for him. So... Um, Last week, we started a series called Choose Joy, and we talked about the difference between happiness and joy, and how happiness is circumstantial, and joy is really spiritual, uh, at least the joy of the Lord is. And, you know, we won't always be happy, but we can always have joy, and the big difference in that, you know, joy and happiness, they're great things, um, but they're very different, uh, and to, to be able to look at, at circumstances and have those uh, rob our happiness is kind of a, a typical thing, but joy is something that should be something that lasts and something that is always there uh, because of our knowledge of the Lord and knowing that we are uh, confident and content in our relationship with Him, and that is really what brings us joy. But there are other things that can rob us of our joy. And we're going to talk about one of those uh, specifically today. And uh, so I'm going to pray uh, before we really dive in here and just ask the Holy Spirit to move and, and open our eyes and our hearts. So will you, will you bow with me for just a minute? Father, I love you and I thank you, God, that, uh, that we get to come to this place uh, every week and, and dive into your word together. And, and so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just move through this place this morning, Lord, that, uh, that your words would be spoken. God, that you would open our eyes to what you have for us. God, and help us to, uh, to really see what you have for each and every one of us individually throughout this Christmas season so that we can choose your joy um, more times than not. Uh, so, Father, I pray that, uh, that you would be honored and glorified in everything that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, we are in danger this time of year of missing the joy of Christmas. We are really in danger of that. And some recent polls... Um, and some data shows that the financial stress this time of year, surprise, by the way, people are financially stressed this time of year. Imagine that, right? Um, bank rate reports 51% of the people that they surveyed feel pressure to spend more than they're comfortable with on gifts during the holidays, 51%. And the percentage was actually slightly higher than those who were worried about breaking their budget for charity, which was 30%. Social gatherings, which was 28%, and holiday travel, which was 24%. Now, 
consumers on average this year are expected to spend almost $1,048 per person on average during the 2019 holiday season. That's according to the National Retail Federation, which is a rise of 4% from last year. A rise of 4% from last year. Another report um, of the people surveyed said 20% will have trouble making rent or mortgage. 39% will cover Christmas expenses with a credit card. And 33% will take more than six months to pay off their Christmas debt. Six months. PRNewsWire.com in October said that half of the people that they surveyed stressed about giving the right holiday gift. Over half, half of the people were stressed out about are they going to give the right gift or not. And women are more than likely, more, more stressed about that than men, 56%, um, as compared to 46%. Uh, nearly one-third, 31%, don't remember what gift they received last year. Um, you would be really surprised to know that 38% were men, um, not remembering, as compared to 25% of women. I really thought the guy statistic would be higher on that, personally. I don't know what I had for breakfast this morning. Um, two in five, 38%, say that an argument or a disagreement with someone else would put them on the naughty list negatively affecting what gift they give them. So the relationship stress is also a thing, right? Relational issues, relationship issues, come with this kind of stress. Not surprising. 25% said that they were depressed because of the above, because of the stuff that was mentioned already. The family stress, right? Meeting all the expectations, those kinds of things that in some ways can fracture families. Speaking of which, the divorce rate this time of year, the first week of January, is the busiest day, busiest week for divorce lawyers when, statistically speaking, one in five couples will inquire after the pressures of Christmas. One in five. See, it's easy to see how Christmas, which is a holiday that's meant to celebrate, right, and celebrate the greatest good news in the history of the world, actually can become the most busy, stressful, and unenjoyable time of the year. So what do we do? What do we do to, to remember? What do we do to experience the joy that should be a result of Emmanuel, God with us? That's what that word means. What, what do we do about that? How do we make room for that? It's kind of funny that we even need to talk about the fact that we have to make room for that that's a whole other thing in itself, but that's really where we are, isn't it? If you have your Bibles or your Bible app, you can follow along with me. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to start right at the beginning of it. And we're going to look at a story here that you, you probably have heard or sort of familiar with. Um, but I really think there's going to be a, a, a different aspect of this that can apply to each and every one of us in some ways today that really has to do with this other thing, really, that can rob our joy. So let's start in verse 1 here. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
Now, I know nobody really wants to be identified with Herod. He's the bad guy in the story, right? He's the villain. Um, He ends up killing all the kids that are aged two years and under in Bethlehem um, because of this stress, if you will. But I don't want you to miss this because this is an aspect that is really significant here of where he was in his life that I think, if we're being honest, can apply to us. Because Herod was busy about his own life. He was so busy being king, his life was centered around himself and his own direction. The only thing he could see about the birth of Jesus was a competition. He saw it as a competition. He saw this as not his savior. He saw this this baby being born as competition of a king. And the result was, it says, he was troubled. Understatement of the day. He was way more than troubled. He was so troubled that he ended up doing something that I would hope none of us would ever even contemplate doing. And so his, his, his perspective was moving in his, his own direction. And so your first fill-in for the morning is this. Move towards God. Move towards God. See, to really find the joy of the Lord in Christmas, we need to be following Christ. And if we're following Christ, that includes the things that we do and the things that we don't do. And to be intentional about our direction every day, to intentionally be moving towards God, because it's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get sidetracked with the shopping and the cooking and the planning and the parties and um, all of these things, and, and they can lead to depression, as we've seen statistically. They can lead to depression and too much unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves. So as we continue this story here, we see that Herod asks the magi, the, the wise men, right? He tells them to go find this king. He sends them out because, he says, because I want to worship him. Okay. Um, so he sends them out, and he gives them a mission, and he gives them something to, to move toward, right? Let's look at verse 9 here. It says, After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it come to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. See, as the wise men moved toward Jesus, and they finally saw him, it says they had great joy, and their reaction was worship. Their reaction to seeing Jesus was worship. The presence of Jesus, hear this, the presence of Jesus caused them to forget the busyness of the task that they had to do. And they worship Jesus. Just the presence of God. If we want to experience Christmas joy, this year we need to live in a way that moves us toward God intentionally. Are you moving toward God intentionally in the things that you do in your everyday life? Because when we find him, we find joy. We see that. So how, how, do, we, how do we continue to move toward him? How do we continue to move toward God? especially with everything we have to do, because we all have a lot of things we have to do, right? 
It's not like we can, we can just totally throw those to the side. Maybe we can, maybe we can't. But let me suggest this, your next fill-in. Pause. Pause at the right times. What do I mean by that? Pause at the right times. It's another significant part of the Christmas story here that we've looked at already. But it's, it's the angel choir that's praising God to the shepherds. This angel choir shows up to the shepherds. You don't have to flip there. I'll, I'll put it on the screen, but it's in Luke 2, 8. It's a couple of verses before what, what we're calling our, our main passage for the series. And it's a very simple verse that you've probably heard a hundred times. It says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. Have you ever wondered why the shepherds? Why shepherds? We're going to dig into that a little more next week. But I want you to consider something from the shepherds here for just a minute. Consider what they were not doing that night. They were not standing in line to buy presents. They were not busy with holiday parties. They were not trying to get to the next event. They were not pressured to bake lots of cookies or whatever. They were not harassed with wrapping a lot of presents. They weren't trying to make sure that everyone was happy. They were keeping watch. They were keeping watch. See, it's hard to choose joy if you're not keeping watch for it. It's hard to choose joy if you're not keeping watch for it. The words keeping watch there, that phrase, I think that's a good one for us to look at and and for us to use this Christmas because really to experience the joy of the Lord, we have to be able and willing to stop and pause our agenda so that we can experience the agenda that God has for us. Because our agenda gets in the way of what God has for us many times. Because we make our agenda and then we try to fit God into it. See, if God wanted to give you the gift or the present, let's say of his presence, would you even know it? Would you know it? Are you too busy? Would you hear his still small voice? It's a tough question. Joy is greater than busy. That's the next fill-in, is the word busy. This time of year, we get wrapped up with busyness. It's very easy to get sucked into it. But the greatest tragedy of Christmas this year would be that God himself would like to be with you and be with us, and we wouldn't know it because we'd be too busy. God might be trying to show you something God might be trying to, to give you something, but you're too busy. It's a sign of our times. It really is. But it's something that the shepherds did naturally. They just paused at night. But it's something that we have to do purposefully. We have to make room, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. To make sure that we experience the joy of Christmas and all of the joy that God has for us in this season, we need to make sure that we pause or we will end up filling that time with busyness. We have to do it intentionally because we all try to fill that time with busyness. Very rarely do we just have like not a whole lot to do and we're okay with it. Our culture in in general, 
We just have to be busy. And so I've got a few suggestions. A couple of things that you can look at that can help us to choose joy over busyness. So here's the first one. Don't overbook, rest more. Don't overbook, rest more. Don't commit to doing everything that comes along. I'm just as guilty of this. I'm incredibly guilty of this, but be willing to say no. No is a complete sentence. I don't know if you knew that, but it is. No is a complete sentence. You can say no to some things. You can say no to some things, and you don't have to say yes to everything because if you say yes to everything, you're really going to have time to say yes to God. Saying no for some of us is really hard, though, because we need to prioritize maybe a little bit better. But from the rest perspective, you know, a lot of us aren't getting enough sleep, quite frankly. Especially during this time of year, the cycle gets even worse. And I know sometimes there might be a football game that's on the night before that might have been worth staying up to watch. But at the same time, at the same time, we, we all get a whole lot less sleep. And this might sound really funny, but I'm telling you, you will hear God more when you are more relaxed and more well-rested. Look, I've, I've never preached a message I didn't need to hear myself. This was something that was act, like literally happened to me this week. Like Monday, I was, I, I, I was just exhausted. I was just tired on Monday, and I kind of run into this like writer's block kind of thing, if you will, and uh, working on some things, and I just... I, I was just like staring and couldn't get anything done because I was so mentally drained. And I, I got some rest. I actually intentionally got some good rest Monday night. And I woke up Tuesday and God was like, there you go. And I'm like, wow, imagine that. You can actually hear God <laughs> when you can actually hear God because you're not so busy and you're well rested. And he shows up just when you need him. But sometimes we just get way too busy because we overbook ourselves all the time. So that's the first one. Don't overbook, rest more. The second one, don't overspend, keep watch. This is from the shepherd's playbook here. Keep watch. See, all the financial stress that I mentioned at the beginning that we were talking about there, spending too much is directly related to not pausing enough to hear God. And I don't just mean financially spending too much, which we do. But I mean spending too much of our, of our time and our resources, spending too much just of ourselves, and in some ways relates to that first one in terms of rest more. Sometimes we just overspend instead of being able to, to keep watch. When you spend too much, your stress will eventually go up, right? Captain Obvious moment of the day there, like, really? When I spend too much, I'm more stressful? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It happens. Less pausing means less joy. Less pausing in our life means less joy. This is the antithesis of what the world is telling us because everything in our world is saying more busy. But it's a trap that we all fall in. See, the shepherds, they were watching over the sheep. Very simply, they were watching over the sheep. And they were alert, and they couldn't miss the angel telling them the good news. Why? 
because they were keeping watch. Because they were doing what God had put them there to do. And again, we're going to talk more about them next week. But they were ready to hear from God. To experience the joy from God because they were keeping watch. And so again, I go back to Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 through 11, which is our main passage of this whole series that I hope once again you hear and read from a different perspective now. It says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So the connection point for the day. Choose joy and make room. Choose joy and make room. How do you find the joy? How do I, how do I keep watch? How, how do I live this Christmas moving toward God and pausing at the right time? That's the question. Well, we do the same thing that the shepherds did. We make room. We make room. And when we make room, our perspective changes. We go and see, and, and his joy is obvious. And see, the whole make room thing, what I don't mean is work God into your schedule. It's really the other way around. It's very much the other way around. Luke chapter 2, skip down a couple of verses to verse 15. It says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. See, we go and see, and verse 15 talks about with haste, right? Like quickly. So we change our focus from the stressful holiday to the go and see with haste and the miracle of Jesus and the joy of the Lord are just obvious and they're there. We gotta make room. We have to choose joy and make room. Would you stand with me? a lot of us have have some areas in our life that we might need to push pause we might need to make some decisions and prioritize some things a little bit differently so that we can choose the joy of the Lord this Christmas season so I wonder what those are for you I wonder what those might be for you Did you bow your heads Maybe some of us haven't made room for Jesus, period. Some of you may not know for sure that you're going to be with Jesus in heaven one day. Because having that knowledge, having that is the base of the joy of the Lord. 
And so if that's you, if you're not even 100% sure that you're gonna be with him in heaven one day, I would love to talk to you. I would love to show you in God's word how you can know that for sure. You can come down front and talk to me. You can talk to somebody at the orange wall. You can maybe grab the person next to you and, and, and just let them know that you wanna know. You can even cry out to God right where you are. Because God created us to be with him. And it's our sin that separates us. And our sins can't be removed by the good things that we do, though we try. We try to fill our life with the different things, trying to earn our favor with God, but it just doesn't work because it took Jesus paying the price for our sins. That's the good news of great joy. And that eternal life is available for anyone and everyone. And life with Jesus can start now and last forever. Father, I love you and I thank you so much, God, for for your love for us. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that, that you came to this earth. The good news of great joy. Lord, I pray that you would help us to move toward you in the decisions and the things that we do in our life. God, that we can push some push pause at the right times so that we can move toward you. God, there's so much busyness that fills our life. God, I pray that you would help us to take a step back so that we can experience the true joy of the Lord. And Father, if there is one here that doesn't know you as Savior, God, I pray, Lord, that they would not walk out of these doors without getting that right. Holy Spirit, I pray you would just continue to move. Be with us as we go. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.